Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Tuesday the 7th of November. Today, I am joined by Dimitrios Vasilakis, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there, Dimitrios, how are you doing today? Hi, Peter. Not bad, not bad. How are you doing? Yeah, very very good, thank you. So, uh, which, uh, which story did you pick from today's Watson's Daily? Today I picked up uh, Ryanair. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, it's a, it's a fact that the airfares are currently surging all across Europe. Yep. And uh, most likely this will remain the norm for the next years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen that after the lift of the travel constraints all around the world, the, the demand for air tickets has skyrocketed. Yes. Uh, the interest of the people to go out and travel keeps increasing. Mm. Uh, but uh, at the same time, the capacity of the airlines uh, to meet this uh, high demand is materially constrained. Mm. I think that uh, these are the forces that actually drive the fares higher and mm. have given ground to the so-called budget-friendly airlines like Ryanair in this mm. instance to, to push up their prices as well. Mm. Uh, in my opinion... It comes as no surprise uh, that Ryanair has uh, has reaped record profits over the spring and summer periods. Yeah. Uh, also, the decision of the Ryanair to commit to return around 400 million US dollars to shareholders next mm-hmm. year and uh, mm. distribute a quarter of annual profits by way of yeah. dividends uh, yeah. showcases how mature and steady financially mm. wise uh, the airline has become. Mm. Uh, what uh, what troubles me is that uh, the rising cost of living will potentially mean that uh, hard-pressed families um, across Europe who already struggle to pay off their mortgages are mm. essentially asked now to cut more if they intend to go on holidays in the Mediterranean next summer. Mm. Uh, so this is uh, this is not a positive development. Uh, for for the for the customers, mm-hmm. and uh, are aware that the the EU cannot regulate the prices of air tickets. Yeah, I I feel that what they can do, and what I expect them to do is that they should carry thorough investigations uh, mm-hmm. to to make sure that there are no incidents of uh, profiteering in the airline mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, um, I, I'm guessing that um, some individual, uh, some individual countries may decide to actually try to boost some other alternative forms of tourism that mm-hmm. are domestic and uh, more affordable, yeah. uh, so so that no no citizen will be left uh, with uh, with no no option. Uh, mm. During the the holiday period, so mm. so yeah, these these are my predictions and uh, mm. my thoughts about uh, about Ryanair and the uh, rising cost of air tickets. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, uh, just out of interest, though, are you are you going to go? Uh, are you going to fly anywhere on holiday at all uh, with Ryanair? <laughs> yeah, no, with Ryanair, no, no. Uh, actually, actually, I, I have to admit that I'm not. The biggest fan of Ryanair. I yeah. know that you know in 
in destinations for for destinations that are close uh, close mm. to, to to your home to your house Ryanair is, 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 is a cheap option uh, mm. cheaper than the other airlines like yeah British Airways uh, mm. but I don't know I feel, I, feel, I, I feel like for security reasons I, I would hesitate do you know for me it sounds like it's for me now i i have to say admit i'm really sorry i'm gonna fe- offend loads of people here i really am not a massive fan of yeah. uh mcdonald's right <laughs> and for me the only time i ever have mcdonald's is when i'm drunk <laughs> or, yeah. or or and or you know coming back from something and there's nothing else open then yeah. i kind of go ah oh. and it's it's a bit you know ryanair is a bit like that it's not like a case of i'm going to this country oh mm. i know i'll look at i'll look at the i'll look at the ryanair first yeah. it's yeah. like i think you kind of in your heart of hearts you kind of think I would rather fly something else if I could, but it's so, but it's cheaper or Mm. something, you know? Mm. And, um, and I think that as an, as an actual company, I mean, I've, I've, I've actually, um, you know, I, I, I remember, uh, having meeting with the company. So when I was a stockbroker has, um, you know, uh, uh, clients uh, coming, you know, at this point it was Japanese clients came over. They wanted to see, um, they wanted to see, see Ryanair. So, um, we met with the not Michael O'Leary, the CEO. We met the CF, the Chief Financial Officer, and I just thought this is so typical of Ryanair that, like most of the time, when you when you take uh, investors to see see uh, you know companies and things, you know there'll be a meeting room yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. and it'll be quite nice. But basically, we went there and um, we had a meeting in the staff canteen at <laughs> Dublin Airport. You know, so this was the the guy that I was with was a, a massive club. I mean, you know, Did they have uh, a meeting room or something for? for oh, I don't know. Or maybe uh, you never know. I mean, maybe Michael O'Leary said, "Oh no, just just shove him in the canteen." <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, this guy, you know, there was a big, you know, a big Japanese institutional client, and mm. and there we were sat in the the canteen, um, you know, and 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 I just thought this is kind of typical of Ryanair because. Mm. You know they cut costs. <clears throat> Sorry, they cut costs wherever they possibly can, even down to the. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I do wonder sometimes if we'd have asked for coffee or something, whether <laughs> whether they'd have charged us. You know, um, but um, but anyway, so it was quite interesting. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the things that he says, like, "Hey, why don't we have tickets for people standing on flights?" Um, or charge people to use the toilets or charge for more, you know, uh, charge for baggage, full stop, uh, not yeah. just more baggage, but just baggage. Just um, I mean, all, all of those things are, I mean, you kind of think, is he actually serious? Um, I mean, the thing is, though, even if he's not, or even if he's semi-serious about things like that, mm. it does keep Ryanair in the conversation and it does... Mm. It does fulfil that that thing where um, it implants in people's mind that if you're after a cheap flight, you maybe should have a look at Ryanair. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, as you have well pointed out, in, in terms of need, that people will still uh, select uh, Ryanair, mm. will still consider it as, as an option. 
mm. because the uh, well uh, the, the, their ticket uh, prices are going up and uh, they will still select the cheaper one even if it is uh, relatively expensive uh, mm. for, for that trip so mm. so yeah I, th- I, I, I think Ryan keeps exploiting yeah. <laughs> the, the situation and mm. uh, it will keep doing it for the yeah. foreseeable future no doubt they, I mean they do and to be honest I mean I, I feel um, and again I'm showing my age again here but the I feel privileged to have lived through an era where I have really seen the growth of mm. um, of these airlines, you know, yeah. and like, you know, especially EasyJet um, with Stelios and all that and, and, uh, and, and, you know, Ryanair, it's been amazing. And, and it was a real, you know, what they did, including, you know, with Ryanair in this, yeah. you know, what they did was so disruptive to the entire industry it really was you know the fact that you could go get flights for like a pound or 10 pounds or something you know it was like unbelievable okay you might have to get up at three o'clock in the morning and then you fly (laughs) to you know you fly somewhere that says that it's berlin or something but in actual fact it's it's sort of half an hour you know 45 minutes down the road or something you know all those kinds of things um it's just you know they've just really grown, and I, I think, I think um, it's the biggest airline in Europe now. I think so. You know, wow. over the over the years, I mean, over the years, it's done incredibly well, and mm. um, and it does incredibly well because um, I think you know Michael O'Leary, love him or hate him, um, does a fantastic job for the company. You know, he he keeps it at the forefront of of everyone's mind. Um, he tries to make it, I mean, I think his mantra is all about the cheapest always wins, you know, all that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, he, he's, it's, 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 uh, interesting. I mean, the fact that the European, uh, you know, Europeans are looking into this is good, but the thing is, the fact of the matter is they can't really do anything about it, you know, cause it's the airlines that choose, um, you know, they, they're the ones that decide charging. So, do, you know, do, I mean, do, do you believe Ryanair would also win um, the competition in long haul flights as well? Uh, well do, I they, think... uh, do they plan uh, expanding uh, overseas? I don't know. I think. Of, I think uh, so. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. I, I'm not sure. So I don't have to look this up. Mm. But I think they're looking at going to say America. I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is that would make sense. You know, in terms of. There are other airlines that fly to America, and it seems that, that is a, a profitable route. Yeah. So, if that's a profitable route, that is something that is possible. I would have thought um, for them, but I, I'm not exactly sure. I think they're going to do that, but mm. um, but yeah. So, uh, you know that. But then again, is it a different? You know, is it a slightly different market? I don't know. But but anyway. But then again, I don't know. I mean, it could be. There are people that do um, flights go, you know, fly to New York um, relatively often. So maybe, yeah. but then there's other, you know, there are other um, airlines that are trying to do that. But you know, maybe, maybe they yeah. could. But uh, I think they certainly are king of the short haul. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think Ryanair has uh, has reached the, its peak, and now yes. it's uh, it's, t- it's it's trying to um to increase uh, its revenues as much as possible uh, yep. but i don't know for how long this uh, this is gonna 
stay obviously yeah. for for a few more years but mm. um at some points the prices will will come down and the people mm. will start making second thoughts about the direct answers etc etc so yeah so yeah it yeah. remains to be seen absolutely so um going from um a, a massive winner <laughs> to a humongous great loser oh yeah. um, i'm going to be talking about uh, we don't work or rather we work um <laughs> and the failure of we work as the as as an office now before any of you who are listening to this thinking oh what's going to happen to my office in the uk don't worry it's fine the british business is not affected by this um what's happening is the company is filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy protection i think it's just done that um and what that means the the practical effect of that means um it will be able to exit a lot of um a lot of leases that it has signed up to in america Mm. um and it will also be able to cut its debt pile as well like i say there it's more technical than that but that's kind of the effect of 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 what's happened now um we work um was um valued at uh, at its peak um at 47 billion dollars mm. um it last traded on friday at a valuation of 50 million dollars um the wow. share price was 84 cents um so not good um and uh you know, it, there's there are various interesting um, commentaries on this, uh, and I would say that, generally speaking, that why did WeWork fail? It failed because um, they expanded too much um, and incurred a lot of debt as a result of that. They were then, um, you know, they were then a bit too. Uh, optimistic on the valuation of the company for the IPO, their proposed IPO, that raised that I think that that raised a lot of concerns, and people really started to look very closely at why they thought they were valued at that at that price, mm. and just thought actually it's not worth nowhere near this, and from then on things just spiraled out of control and you know and they got rid of the founder adam newman so softbank came in at some point you know in, investing in this and by the way we work that their disastrous investments in we work was one of the reasons why softbank had to sell off arm holdings mm. so this is a bit of a tangent but softbank invest you know has a has a couple of massive funds um to invest in tech companies or you know that's those sorts of companies and um it's um it's disastrous um investments in um in we work meant they had to sell off other investments to try and make up for the losses and arm holdings is a very good company something that they could get a lot of value out of so initially softbank tried to you know get uh tried to get an ipo uh sorry they tried sorry they tried to um they sold it to or were going to sell it to nvidia but then after a long period of time the regulator said no you can't do that 
So it then um, did an IPO that eventually happened, I think it was about a month ago. Um, and that was all, I think, you know, one of the major reasons why it even did that was because of the failure of WeWork. So, so anyway, so, uh, so anyway, so what was WeWork? Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, I would just, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, Peter, uh, upon reflection, do you believe like uh, WeWork was uh, actually a successful company uh, or did it become popular? Uh, did it uh, go well initially just thanks to, to the hype uh, yeah. that, that it caught uh, back then um, mm. uh, de- almost a decade ago or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what, what do you think? Do you, do you think it was just the business model that went wrong? Yeah. Or, uh, I think there's a lot of things. I think there's yeah. a lot of things that went wrong at the same time. You know, there were, I mean, the idea is good. Um, the, um, the, this office, the way people work, the way they want their offices, um, you know, having something that was quite interesting as, a, as an option to work in was quite nice. I mean, you know, Obviously, you've got the uh, say, like the British uh, British company IWG, which used to be known as Regis. Um, you know, it has these serviced offices, and they've been around for a very long time. And you know, I guess there was nothing particularly exciting about the mm. um, you know about the sector. You get a standard bog standard offering, looks okay. It's nothing amazing. It's not as good as having your own office. Mm. And then suddenly, this funky company comes along where you have you know decent coffee uh, and initially beer on tap so i think it was like beer fried beer on fridays or something where everyone could get into the communal areas and just put beer on tap um you know orange juice and uh, sort of deli sandwich you know you could buy all these things it's all very not really cool nice place you know Mm. kind of desirable so they made it like that and so IWG and others had to up their game, make their ex- you know exciting um, offerings as well. Like I'd, I'd say, for instance, r- around here, I would say that uh, where I live, um, yeah. I would say that the equivalent of WeWork is Spaces. Um, Spaces is owned by IWG, for instance. So, um, so yes, I mean, there's there's all you know, and that that in itself that caused a, a buzz. So it was great at the beginning. Um, but the problem was, is they then went on to just go and buy loads and loads and loads of leases. So the business mm. model is that they go off, they buy, um, very, let's say, a 15-year lease. And then they fill that you know, um, building with tenants who are on short-term contracts. Now, that's all fine if everything, if the economy is going well, uh, the occupancy rate is high, and you know the, the debts. You know, you you don't have to pay loads for debt. You know because they uh, to get these long leases, you have to spend lots of money, and to spend lots of money, you might have to borrow a load. Um, now that was fine when things were going well, and then obviously it got you know it also got money from from investors like SoftBank. But then the problem was is that the the I feel that the uh, chief exec Adam Newman, the founder. He just basically he believed in his own hype too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you know, he he employed his relatives, his friends, his family, you know. And 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 I think that's. And then he started doing all these weird um, outside ventures, 
And I think that's where it all started falling apart. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you know, he, he, he really talked up an IPO, but no one believed it. Um, and then a lot more people said, actually, we really have, you know, there is no, you know, well, there's much less value in this business than we thought. Then you had COVID and mm. that completely decimated it because yeah. then no one was allowed out. I mean, it's so f- weird now to think, you know, you only think back, it's only a few years ago, we weren't actually allowed out. I remember when we, you know, you're only, people were only allowed out of their house for an hour a day at, the, at one stage. I mean, mm. it was, it was horrendous. Um, and so it was, but it was even more horrendous for WeWork because suddenly <laughs> people were working at home, you know, working from home at home and, um, and, and, you know, the, these offices were empty. The leases that came up, then weren't renewed and then yeah. suddenly you know we work is left wearing all this in loads of like properties and stuff and they and not enough um uh, you know uh, uh tenants to go in then yeah. you've got then you've got the big companies who um as a result of working from home all you know all their hr departments and stuff were all meeting up and saying actually we don't need all this office space mm. so not only is we work having yeah. you know a lower occupancy rate but also there's more competition in terms yeah. of there's more office space made available yeah. because you've got these corporates going well well we're mm. not going to use it so we'll get yeah. someone else in so <laughs> all of that as well yeah yeah i understand it's a well you cannot um there is no not one thing that uh resulted into this uh, this bankruptcy, um, mm. all things worked against um, against the company. Um, mm. And uh, back then, in the in the pandemic, there was uh, indeed uh, a lot of uncertainty on when things would go back to normal. So mm. the businesses didn't know whether they, they needed these offices at all. Since uh, yeah. if 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 I remember if I recall correctly, uh, after one year, almost all companies had managed to figure out how remote working uh, yeah. <laughs> actually uh, operates. So mm. essentially, the companies thought, you know what? Yes, actually, this working from home business model works. So why mm. should we keep renting uh, that's right. the, the, these offices? And that's yeah. maybe where the <laughs> things uh, started going really, really bad for, for WeWork. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think that's the thing, you know, and, you know, this whole change of um, working from home, uh, work-life balance, all that kind of thing. I mean, I personally am, I mean, I, I say this as someone that works from home <laughs> on my own, um, but, you know, actually, I really think when I was doing what I was doing, you know, stockbroking and stuff, you you had to be at the office, you know, really, really and truly. I mean, unless everyone, like it was under lockdown, was at home, then that's, you know, fair enough. But when there isn't that constraint, I am a huge fan of working in the office. You know, the banter is great. Um, also, though, it's the what I was doing, you know, was very ideas driven and it was really important to be able to learn from your peers there are some people like, you know, really experienced people that I've worked with were absolute legends. And I was very fortunate to actually have them available to me to actually ask them, uh, you know, their input on stuff, um, all that kind of stuff. But it's not just 
learning from the seniors it's learning from your peers as well and mm. you know i i just think it's really important and and i think that that's one of the, i mean i know that we're off at a tangent here but i mean i do think this is a related thing of, about um uh, you know about we work and the demise and, and, and what happens um but uh, i don't know do you do you are you a fan of office working no, personally, personally, I'm not. Um, I'm not a fan from working from home. I'm actually hmm. uh, seeing very positively the the idea of working at a, at the office uh, hmm. because uh, it, it, I think it helps people concentrate and yeah. also fosters um, a team spirit because hmm. people within the same room will communicate uh, more easily hmm. uh, without the need to, you know open the laptop or uh, click uh, <laughs> a couple of buttons mm. uh, and find out whether this uh, this uh, particular person is available or not. Uh, once you're mm. at the office, you can easily see around uh, who is there, who is available. You can ask uh, any questions you may have. And uh, things work more naturally and more smoothly um, when, when all people are gathered in the same place. Uh, mm. So, so yeah, I think I think working at the office uh, will um, will certainly uh, be the the norm from now on. Mm. Uh, mm. The the pandemic showed that there is an alternative uh, working from home, mm. but uh, this this alternative should be used only in exceptional circumstances or in mm. jobs where um, where, for example, um, um, communication. Uh, is not uh, is not required on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, perhaps uh, people that wish to I don't know uh, wish to design uh, something on their computer or I don't know mm. um, that, that, that that type of uh, of jobs that don't mm. do not require uh, working mm. in a team. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yes, I, th- I, th- I think um, we work. It's, a, it's an example how a wrong business model that mm. doesn't take into account things like a potential pandemic or some mm. potential I mean, uh, restrictions. Yeah, be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair to it, no one saw the pandemic coming. But mm. I mean, the yeah. things, you know, it was leading up to it. And I think the pandemic just killed it off. Yeah. Um, and that's and basically it's not been able to recover. That said, you know, a r- rival IWG is actually profitable and is doing okay i think they're either you know they're having i think their results coming out either today or sometime this week so we'll know more about that but i you know i just think um we work was a victim of its own hype to be honest in the end maybe 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 but uh, but now what i've seen is that all businesses um Mm. take well they are they're taking into consideration then the next pandemic as well because Mm. they know um, everybody keeps uh, keeps talking about when the next pandemic will uh, will, will come. So everybody mm. should be prepared, and all businesses now I feel they're slightly, at least slightly, uh, better prepared mm. to to overcome uh, the obstacles um, mm. surrounding um, travel restrictions and um, and, and yes. Uh, so so yeah, that, that's a, that's what I think. Mm. Well, there we go. I mean, uh, there's going to be more drama to come because you know they they have uh, let's say they have filed for 
bankruptcy. So we'll see we'll see what the fallout is of that mm. uh, in the coming days and weeks. I think. Um, anyway, we'll leave it there. But um, thank you very much indeed um, for your thoughts today, uh, Dimitrios. Uh, all all, the, all good stuff. Um, and uh, just to say, uh, I've got a surprise for everyone tomorrow. On I think I'm going to post it on Instagram. I showed Dimitrios. What did you think of it? Oh, <laughs> the yeah. thing, the thing, the thing that I showed you. <laughs> Keep well, it mysterious. <laughs> it is legendary. It is legendary. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah. So. Uh, Lacks yeah. color. Lacks color. Lacks color. Okay. No. Good. <laughs> I like. I like it. Um, right. So yeah. So basically, um, look out for uh, Instagram tomorrow. I've got something quite exciting uh i might try and put it on linkedin as well but uh but anyway anyway there you go um i'll just leave it there thank you very much indeed uh once again dimitrios for your thoughts today thanks for that uh, no problem and thank you very much for everyone for listeners um uh, listening in today um massively appreciate your support um and it does mean a lot and uh yeah just thank you very much and we'll be back again tomorrow many thanks bye bye bye